Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. In this episode, I want to get into what really was the horrific attack by Hamas on Israel and then um, essentially turn to the market reaction and sort of the various risks that we see uh, developing really as as relates to this uh, very unfortunate situation. But before I get into the market reaction, I want to actually read one of Stiefel's statements just to kind of put, you know, that stake in the ground. Um, So I'm just going to quote it. Quote, the recent attacks against Israel are horrific and represent a clear violation of human values. We must never tolerate violence or acts of terrorism. Our hearts go out to all those experiencing loss, and we pray for the quick release of those taken hostage. It is imperative that we find a way to achieve lasting peace throughout the region. The world is watching. End quote. Okay, so to turn to the uh, market reaction and, and the risks developing, um, let's start with the market reaction. So I would say a logical thing we would expect, given the region, what goes on in the region, is a jump in oil prices. And we've seen a modest jump. So as of uh, this morning that I'm recording it, it's been just under a week uh, since this attack and the war that's uh, broken out there. Uh, oil prices are up about 4%. Uh, so up a little, but not not a lot. Um, and then uh, I think interestingly, the broader stock markets, so think U.S. market, developed markets generally, emerging markets generally, markets are, are basically softly positive since this event began. And, um, and so, you know, I think at the end of the day, there are other forces at work, of course, uh, driving market dynamics, but Overall, uh, the markets are sort of uh, not really paying much attention uh, to this event. Of course, an exception to that is Israel. So the MSCI Israel Index has actually fallen about 8%, which is you know meaningful, but not as severe a drop as one might expect. Um, and so we you know obviously we'll see how things unfold there further. Now another sort of dynamic in terms of the market is uh, really related to interest rates. And um, what we've actually seen uh, is a move, uh, which is kind of common in this situation, for, uh, for let's say the you know, kind of the benchmark 10-year treasury yield to have fallen since last Friday. It's at 4.8%, which is very elevated compared to where it's been. And in round numbers, it's fallen to about 4.6%, so down a little bit. That's often associated with people... Uh, to sort of making sh- what's called risk-off shifts or, or purchases, meaning buying treasury bonds uh, as a safe place to invest. And if you think about that, increased demand uh, will sort of increase prices a little bit. When prices go up, yields go down. So that's a common pattern in times of stress to see that the 10-year, in this case, the 10-year treasury yield fall a little bit. Um, but I, I will say there are other forces at work that can be driving that, most notably uh, the Fed, um, various officials in their speeches and whatnot, have been talking about really not hiking rates further because the market rates have already done the work for them, meaning the tenure's gone up so much that, um, and I think it's up, th- let's call it three-quarters of a percent since 
the the last uh, rate hike, which was in July. So basically, the Fed saying, "Hey, the market's done the work for us. We don't have to uh, hike the Fed funds rate further," uh, and that's actually turned in turn caused the tenure to kind of fall a little bit potentially. So anyway, think of it as all in in the current state of this very very unfortunate and a horrific war, the attack and then the uh, ultimate uh, war that's ensued. Um, the markets have generally not reacted too much. Now, obviously, what uh, we also do um, is to try to understand, both as humans, honestly, and, and as investors, try to understand how the risks are evolving. And, and there's a real focus on the prospect of escalation. Um, so we know for sure that uh, Israel is, has, has gotten uh, proactive in its attacks and really the work to free the hostages that we're taking uh, with the goal of neutralizing Hamas. Um, but, you know, what's also uh, sort of in focus is can this escalate into a broader Middle East uh, conflict? And, um, and so the, the, there are sort of two areas of focus on that in the near term. One is Hezbollah. Uh, so like Hamas, Hezbollah is a militant group uh, in this case, it's, uh, is in Lebanon, and essentially has been supported as a terrorist group by Iran, for example, o- over its history. And so there's worry that oh, Hezbollah could uh, engage with Israel and, uh, and further conflict ensue. And then while there doesn't appear to be evidence that Iran uh, coordinated this attack with Hamas or supported Hamas in this attack, that's in keen focus. In other words, has Iran been involved so far? Don't think there's evidence to show that, but that doesn't mean they haven't been. It's just more a matter of figuring it out. And and then, of course, what role they play uh, currently or in the future, That that's all kind of in keen focus. And the bottom line is, uh, you know, obviously the world doesn't want this to escalate, doesn't want it to broaden um, that obviously there, there's the human uh, tragedy dimension of that, which is probably most important. But then when we look at the markets, I'll give you like one example. Um, the Strait of Hormuz, um, which sits between Iran and Oman, uh, about t- 20 to 30% of uh, the world's consumption each day basically pa- passes through that strait. So think of it as the flow of oil. And so... Uh, that if if there's trouble and that a flow of oil is uh, disrupted significantly, that means a lower uh, supply of oil and prices are going up. Uh, similarly, Iran has increased its oil production to a little over three million barrels a day, despite sanctions actually. And so again, if there's um, sort of a reinforcement of sanctions, or other disruption uh, that takes uh, Iran's oil production off the market, supply goes down, prices go up. You know, when oil prices go up, basically that's going to fuel pressure on inflation. Uh, Now, the final thing I'll mention, which is pretty high level and not an immediate risk, but it's still worth mention. You know, we kind of evaluate all this in what we call our geopolitical risk dashboard. And, so, for example, we have the, t- the concept of Middle East tensions, and, and this is certainly an example of that risk coming to, to fruition in a way, to, to bear, I guess is maybe a better word. And, um, 
And another thing that we focus on is um, is really the idea that we're evolving from a unipolar world where really the U.S. is sort of the, at least the global economic sort of center um, of a lot of things uh, to more of a multipolar world where other players are significantly involved. And of course, there's sort of this uh, steep competition between the U.S. and China. And I, I say that mostly to say, look, you know, when it, things like this happen, what we all have to watch for is alignment. Like, where are the allies? What countries are aligning with, with which others? And now this, this was really a very aggressive move by Hamas, so it's hard to imagine uh, sort of developed countries, uh, wherever they sit, kind of openly coming forward and supporting them. Uh, but, you know, especially if the, if the uh, uh, situation escalates and broadens, you know, there's that sort of uh, remote risk that we end up seeing world powers kind of align in different ways. We don't think it's likely, but it's just something we have to have in mind. Uh, and and what does that mean in terms of our broader escalation? So very low probability, but high impact things if they happen. So again, just in the context of our geopolitical risk dashboard and what we monitor, that's something that uh, and we and basically most other folks have a keen focus on just watching how major countries respond to this and whether there's alignment uh, in a way that may uh, you know, sort of uh, inflame the situation is something that we're going to keep a, a very close eye on and kind of analyze through time. Uh, so listen, that's what we wanted to cover uh, in this episode. Just a very, very unfortunate and tragic and horrific uh, series of events. Um, and uh, and I, I would just maybe end uh, by, by quoting uh, part of that Stiefel statement again, quote, the recent attacks against Israel are horrific. It is imperative that we find a way to achieve lasting peace throughout the region. The world is watching, end quote. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.